0: You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. You're drafting at the 1.12, the bookend picks of your 2020 Fantasy Football Draft. Do you go wide receiver, wide receiver, or running back, running back, if forced to choose? Let's go okay so you're at the 1.12 or even the 1.11 this even applies to the 1.10 basically every you know close to the end of the first round draft slot uh this applies to do you go wide receiver wide receiver do you go running back running back we could talk about going running back wide receiver or wide receiver running back but i think for the sake of of just arguing out which potential stack is more risky meaning you're going heavy at one position, do you go heavy at wide receiver or do you go heavy at at running back with that back-to-back or almost back-to-back first and second round pick? I've done a ton of mock drafts and I'm here to tell you that this year, and this is a strategy I normally like, this year the wide receiver, wide receiver approach from the bookend picks at 12 and 13 or the close to bookend picks You know, if you have pick 11, it's riskier this year than it is, than it it has been in the past years. I think it's a risky move to go wide receiver, wide receiver, and let me tell you why. Everything's about flow of draft. And if you know my content at all, you know that I'm a best player available analyst. You're not going to ever hear me, ever, ever hear me tell you take a running back because you need a running back you take the best player available at every single draft selection you have I don't care if it creates a void now I mean honestly there there are exceptions meaning like if you've already taken your quarterback and you haven't even filled out your lineup you're not going to go quarterback or if you've gone running back running back and now you're on the clock you don't go running back if you could only start two running backs. You don't draft three straight running backs. So there is, there are some rules to this. But for the most part, assuming all of your lineup spots are open or you have a flex spot and three wide receivers and two running back spots and you've gone running back, running back and have yet to take a wide receiver, I'm taking the best player available. I don't care if I don't have a wide receiver yet. That's my strategy every single time I draft in every single league, regardless of the format. And that's hard for people to, I think, accept when people are so uh, worried about having a void or a hole in their lineup. They're worried about going into 2020 with a very, very shaky running back two situation. It makes people feel uneasy. They'd rather dislike their team a little bit and have players they don't even love or enjoy to watch play in order to have a sense of balance and to me that's that's not fun I'd rather have the players I want with a challenging void at running back two or literally no wide receiver three and a bunch of prospects and a rookie wide receiver like CeeDee Lamb in my lineup than have a team that Everyone else feels balanced. They feel comfortable with it. But I'm not in love with the team. I don't care what other people think of my roster. I don't care if other people think I have no wide receivers. I don't care if people think it's crazy to draft Pat Mahomes early and they make fun of a void that that might create at my wide receiver three or running back two spot. I don't care. I'm not in the business of making other people happy with my fantasy football draft decisions. I'm in the business... Of landing sleepers. Hence why I have the site called sleeperu.com. Get on over to sleeperu. The letter U. Like a university of sleepers. Sleeperu.com. That's why I'm here. To help you guys land those players. That can turn those types of situations around. And when you can land the right sleepers. Like the Hollywood Browns of 2020. Mark it down. Hollywood Browns about to drop a, a secretly amazing... No one sees a coming wide receiver one type season on Fantasy Football Worlds. And yet he goes to the sixth or seventh round where I might add you have to take him late to get that maximized value with the no risk. If you hear what I'm saying, you don't hear, hey Smitty, uh, I went ahead and got Hollywood Brown like you said. I took him in the fourth round. I'm not saying that. Take a lap if you're not listening. Go Get Hollywood Brown in six to seven round territory, and hope for wide receiver. What numbers? Don't count on them by drafting them way too early. Because you hear me talk them up. Use ADP to your advantage. ADP will help dummy-proof anybody against my rankings because my rankings are a little bit bold, outside uh, the box type thinking. And oftentimes, wide receivers, running backs, every position. But a lot of times, wide receivers and running backs particularly will will stand out on my rankings. And some people will draft them that high. And I'm not like AJ Brown, top five wide receiver in 2020. Draft them as late as you can. You can get AJ Brown in the third or fourth round. In a novice league, probably the fourth round. But back on point, I am a best player available drafter. And the luxury you have at pick 12 or 11 overall in your snake-style draft, meaning if you have the 12th pick, you have also the 13th. You have what's called the bookend picks, back-to-back. Or if you have the you have the 14th pick, near back-to-back draft selections. When you have that selection, you have the luxury of, of looking at a bunch of players, and you can go any direction you want because the best player available is oftentimes like a four- or five-way tie between a bunch of really good players. So you have the luxury of going running back or wide receiver or wide receiver or running back or wide receiver, wide receiver, or running back, running back. And you're not straying away from the best player available approach because literally there are like seven, eight guys that are fantastic right at that spot. At those two spots. But I've mock drafted enough and tested out both the wide receiver, wide receiver and running back, running back approaches. And I'm here to tell you, that you run into a lot more problems if you force yourself wide receiver, wide receiver, and try and, and, and get running backs in rounds three and four because the running backs vanish differently than the wide receivers do. There are still DK Metcalfs, AJ Browns, Hollywood Browns in the sixth and seventh round, uh, DJ Chark in the fourth, the fifth round wide receivers galore in the third, fourth and fifth round that, that are so good, And and by default push down to the third and fourth round, even though they they carry some similar value to wide receivers taken in in the 18 to like 22, 25 overall range. So you got to look at that and say to yourself, are there running backs in the third and fourth round that could hold top 15? Overall value, the answer is not really. There are always one or two running backs to fall. If Kenyon Drake fell to the 3.05, he'd be one. But if you you'll either see Kenyon Drake fall to 3.04 or you'll, you'll see him go at like 2.02. And just so people are clear, or I'm clear, Drake is a top five to ten running back heading into 2020, so don't be afraid to take him in the second. And if he falls in the third, Abandon all plans and draft Kenyon Drake in the third round if you should be so lucky. That's my abort, abort, abort your plan of attack. Draft Kenyon Drake now. Same thing with Pat Mahomes in the third round. There are several players that if they are, if they show up in your third round, you don't think you do. Pat Mahomes third round, take him. I don't care what anybody says. He's a second round player. If you. F- of the third round, you take them. Kenyan Drake, same thing. Eckler, same thing. Drake and Eckler should be going at 11 to 15 overall in expert leagues and, and leagues full of people that know what they're doing. In novice leagues, in what I call magazine drafter leagues, where people draft essentially out of a magazine or out of that type of last-minute type thinking, cramming for the, the draft and not knowing who's really been rising and falling all offseason. season. No one's gonna be able to swallow quickly that Kenyon Drake's a top five to ten running back, just like last year when I when I talked to a bunch of my magazine drafting buddies in one of my buddy leagues I've had for sixteen years. No, I've had that league for twenty two years. Twenty two years this league's been going on, and I have a buddy that just is too busy to even even show up on time for the draft. Too busy to ever change his lineup. Every year he says he's gonna change it. Uh, if you're listening, I apologize. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy doesn't have time, but he he's always optimistic. I give him that. He's a he's a he's a he's a true fighter. You know, twenty two years. This year is gonna be different. I'm gonna put time into it, and he doesn't. But this guy, I had a conversation with him around July about no Todd Gurley. And he literally still thought Todd Gurley was the top three overall pick because coming out of January of last year, Todd Gurley was the top three overall pick. That's when I started my no Todd Gurley movement. I went on YouTube. I said 5,000 times in a row, taking me over an hour and a half. No Todd Gurley. No Todd Gurley. No Todd Gurley. As I, I promoted the no Todd Gurley awareness. And I was promoting that as Todd Gurley was floating at two, three, four overall. And slowly but surely... I feel like we had a lot to do with marching his ADP down into the third round range. It, it soon then climbed back into the, the top of the second round because people started getting excited about him again. But my point being that my buddy, who's a magazine drafter, I mean, he's got skills, but he doesn't prep. He couldn't swallow the fact that Todd Gurley was not a top three guy because he hadn't heard it all off season long. He, that drum had not been beaten enough in front of him for him to accept that Todd Gurley was not a top five overall pick, let alone top five running back. So Drake, that's why Drake falls to 3.04 in your magazine-style drafting leagues, because it takes a while to absorb somebody's rise like that. Eckler is often overlooked. So aside from Eckler and Drake falling to you in the third round, The running backs just aren't there in the third and fourth round in general, and so my advice is to go running back, running back at 12 and 13 overall, or 11 and 14, anywhere near that that last pick in the in the first round. And you go Jacobs. You go, yes, Jacobs is a top 12 overall player. That's another player that people don't, I think, in magazine style draft uh, leagues people don't realize that he's climbed all the way to like the 11 overall, 10 overall. People will take Jacob's at 10 overall. Don't be don't be shocked at all to see that. He's going to be more involved in the PPR game. He's a great value. He's a great number 12 overall. But Chubb can fall to 12. Henry sometimes falls to 12, not in every draft, but he does. So, you've got your choice between Chubb, Henry if he falls. Eckler, who he could fall to the late second round, but I, I don't shy away from taking him at 12. He's he's certainly worth 12 overall value. Kenyon Drake. Uh, these, are all, these are all running backs that, that nine times out of 10, you're going to see two of them sitting there. And when you take those two running backs, you start your, your team off on fire, like Chubb and Jacobs, Chubb and Eckler. And then when your next two picks come around, You draft yourself an A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, an A.J. Brown and Chark, an A.J. Brown and Kyler Murray at 4.12 or 5.01. Don't be afraid to just go one wide receiver in your top four picks. Wide receivers are deep. Imagine walking out of your draft with Eckler and Chubb or Eckler and Jacobs, and then with your third and fourth round picks, You select uh, A.J. Brown and Kyler Murray. And then you come back around and you draft a Chark. You draft a Ingram. You draft Hollywood Brown. That team is fire. You can get a J.K. Dobbins if it's redraft and pair him with Ingram. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire sometimes falls into the third round. And if he does, that's a fantastic uh, selection right there just so you know if, if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is there in the third round Drake or Eckler those are kind of the three guys you want to watch for to uh, recover if you do go wide receiver wide receiver or let's say you go wide receiver running back and you're like still worried about the running backs Drake Eckler and and Clyde Edwards Hilaire and we're talking redraft and dynasty Clyde Edwards Hilaire is worth the 2.01 I'd make without hesitation Clyde Edwards Hilaire my second drafted player as high as the first pick in the second round I, I would go higher. Don't tell anybody. But right now, it's smart to use ADP to your advantage. Do not draft guys any higher than you have to. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going as late, as, uh, as late in redraft as, as the th- top of the third round. And, and in Dynasty, he will fall to the 2.01. I would say more often than not. I won't say something like 8 out of 10 times. But more often than not, you will find him fall to 2.01 because people are going to view him as a guy that may not get all the carries in week one, which could be absolutely true, but it doesn't matter because this team wants him there. The GM, the head coach, and the starting quarterback all think this is the best guy in the 2020 NFL draft class, and all three of them had him number one on their go-get list out of all the players in the 2020 NFL draft. That tells you something. They're going to use him. They want to use him. They will use him. Clyde edwards Hilaire will be unleashed at some point, and he's good enough on even five carries and four receptions to get you points that equate to what somebody would get with freaking—I uh, don't know—double the uh, double the workload. Clyde edwards Hilaire is one of my favorite players to draft in 2020. So that's kind of that's kind of it, guys. As far as the uh, going wide receiver, wide receiver, going running back, running back, I think those are the best The best way to approach that 12-13 turn pick is running back, running back. Otherwise, here's what happens, and this is, I guess, the part I needed to explain to kind of uh, fight against that, that uh, idea of going wide receiver, wide receiver. Bottom line is, if you go uh, wide receiver, wide receiver, and then, and you don't believe in Fournette like I don't believe in Fournette. Um, you see players like Todd Gurley and David Johnson, and Leonard Fournette as your only options. Then, then and if you like Fournette, that's one thing. But if you don't like Fournette, and that, those are the options you're looking at, and you've already gone wide receiver, wide receiver, and the and the running backs are falling off the board super fast. This is the problem you'll run into that you don't run into by going running back, running back. If you go wide receiver, wide receiver and those running backs are flying off the board, you're going to force yourself into taking a player that you don't believe is the best player because you have to fill the running back spot. And not only are you already in a hole because your best your best running back is Gurley or David Johnson, if you're lucky, Fournette. Uh, with one of those running backs, but now you're forcing yourself to take a running back regardless of what wide receivers or quarterbacks are on the board because you're already in a hole and now you're looking at literally no good options of running back left. So i feel like it's just a bad approach in general and it's it's one that more often than not with all the mock drafting that i've done leads to disaster when the end of the draft uh, when you hit the end of the draft, you look at your team. And you're like, damn, this team does not feel good at all. I have two running backs I don't like. I had to go running back, running back in the third and fourth round because there was no one left. And now you have a team that has two really good wide receivers and a bunch of players you don't enjoy even watching play football. Go with the the elite running backs at 12 and 13 and grab those wide receivers like DK and AJ Brown who could finish just as good and just as high as some of the wide receivers getting drafted in, like, the second and third round. So that's my advice to all of you. I hope you enjoy the show, the podcast. Subscribe to the Fantasy Football Show on YouTube. Get on over to simity onecom and and subscribe to the YouTube show. I'm on Instagram at the same handle, at the Fantasy Football Show. My YouTube is, you can get there by going to smitty1.com or go to youtube.com slash the fantasy football show. And of course, don't forget to check out sleeperu.com. Sleeperu.com. Bull predictions, rankings, all of that. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you. You're listening to the fantasy football show.